welcome to Scare You to Sleep. I'm your host, Shelby Scott, and I'm here to read you a couple of bedtime stories. Just so you know, right up top, uh, the merch store is open again. It is on a different website. It is back on Teespring for various reasons that are too boring to get into. Uh, If you go to the link tree in the show notes, it should bring you right there. Not all of the designs are back up yet, and I will be adding some new designs. But for right now, all the Scary to Sleep logo stuff is there, including so much more, like yoga pants, bike shorts, um, pint glasses, some really neat metal water bottles. Oh, and this is one I'm really excited about. Finally, a black coffee mug instead of the white there is a black mug with the logo and that's i've been wanting one for so long so there you go so check that out again in the show notes just click on the link tree and that has a link to everywhere um you need to go if you'd like to find something scary to sleep related official scary to sleep related and there is a link to the store there okay so first up this week is a story by author Brittany Macbeth. Brittany also wrote the story Lost Souls from about a year ago. It looks like last May. So check that out if you like this story. And this one is called Welcome to the Family. Thea looked in the mirror. The person that reflected back looked ill. Pale skin, sunken eyes, and now blood dried all around the corners of her mouth. Her last victim was a fighter, draining the last of her power. She sank to the bathroom floor. All she can do now is wait for the teeth she digested to work its magic. The moment Thea woke up in a cell when she was five was the day she knew her life would never be the same. She was a victim of kidnapping along with many other children her age. Her captor was a creature unlike anything she had ever seen. Not with an appalling appearance, but being quite beautiful and youthful, luring you into thinking you were safe. That is, until it was time to feed. In order to sustain that youthful glow, The captor had to eat the kidnapped children's teeth. A lot of the time, once a child exited the cell, they did not return. This creature called herself the Tooth Fairy, telling us 
She had no choice but to kidnap and eat the children's teeth in order to still exist. Sounds magical, right? Growing up, children are told the Tooth Fairy is this whimsical fairy flying throughout the night, checking under the pillows of children in deep slumbers, retrieving those lost teeth in exchange for a coin. All the children didn't believe her, because this reality was a nightmare, and not what their parents told them was the Tooth Fairy. So we all assumed she was a lunatic. Being held captive for 20 years, Thea had watched many come and go, had listened to many bogus stories about this creature's addiction to teeth, making it think that Thea enjoyed what it had to say. Thea thought in some weird way she was lucky to have survived all these years, as if trying to get to know it, this thing was in return saving her life. That hope all changed when Thea herself started craving those pearly whites, salivating while watching the other children talk or eat, envisioning chomping down on a big bowl of them. Regaining her strength, Thea slowly pulled herself up with the help of the toilet. The reel of her disturbed life constantly played over and over in her head. She felt strong again. She didn't know how she too was cursed with whatever dominated the other creature. It abandoned the kidnapped prisoners and mysteriously vanished, leaving Thea no choice but to carry out the malevolent practice. Every time she tried to control the urges, she simply fell victim to them over and over again. Time to feed the prisoners, Thea said to her now youthful, vibrant reflection. Kidnapping children and eating their teeth was a full-time job. Thea thought to herself as she descended into the bunker. The children were fed foods enriched in calcium as to keep those choppers nice and healthy. In the early days, Thea tried only a few teeth sparingly to try and feed her growing appetite, making sure not to hurt anyone. She befriended Dr. Michelle, a dentist, whose code of ethics had a few holes in it, to say the least. Dr. Michelle would make up some medical reason as to why her young patients needed their teeth pulled. She would get Thea the teeth she desperately desired, and Dr. Michelle would make extra money with all the x-rays she needed. This method fell apart rather quickly when Dr. Michelle was caught and stripped of her dental license. She was tossed into a mental institution after she tried to justify why she did what she did. To think anyone would believe her claims was nonsensical. 
Even Thea herself had a hard time wrapping her head around this horrific reality. Now things were proving more difficult. Thea's condition was intensifying. The few teeth that used to hold her over were no longer doing their job. She needed them more frequently. This meant more victims, more kidnapping, and way more work. The psychological warfare she continued to struggle with didn't help the situation either. She was constantly at war with yearning the things she so desperately wanted to stop consuming. It was nightfall before Thea had time to dig a grave for her latest victim. It disgusted her to know that she had 500 acres of land that consisted of soil filled with the bones of the young. I don't want this anymore. Thea sighed in desperation, sweat pouring off her as the lanterns lightly dimmed the unmarked grave. This isn't who I am. This... This life... isn't mine. Taking lives? Eating teeth? Thea yelled into the ominous night as she slammed her shovel down. Thea threw her victim in the hole and buried the innocent along with all her dark lies. I'm just going to quit. Cold turkey. The next time I need to feed, I will let myself deteriorate into worm food like the others. I'm breaking this curse. Thea made a pact between herself and the graves. It was coming up on day two, and the cravings came back, full force. Thea was drained and sick again. She knew her body was shutting down. Ultimately, this is what she wanted. To be depleted of every last ounce of life. She was fragile, and her veins were collapsing. She knew exactly what she had to do to regain strength. Thea struggled to walk down to the bunker. All the children were timid, anticipating what would happen to them. They have never seen Thea so damaged. She was literally decaying right in front of their eyes. Thea stumbled to the first cell and unlocked the door. Trembling, the little boy inside knew his time was up. Take these, Thea said, breathless, handing him the keys. Lock me in here, behind you. My powers are not strong enough. 
to allow me to escape. <coughs> Thea coughed up more blood. <coughs> I then need you to unlock all the other cells and free the others. Thea said through gritted teeth. The boy stood shell-shocked, legs numb as a result of what he was hearing. He got up and slowly shuffled towards the exit. He too was weak from lack of movement, but the thought of escaping made the adrenaline pump through his body. Make sure that you get every last one of them to safety. Don't look back, Thea said, giving the last of her instructions. She then sank to the damp, dirt floor. Hesitating only for an instant, the young boy did as he was directed. He ushered all 35 captives out of the bunker and into the crisp air. Timidly, they made their way through the maze of freshly dug graves, making it to the dense tree line. They were now eager to return to their families. However, their excitement fell short. When out of the gray fog, five figures were making their way towards the children. The figures were hooded in velvet cloaks, with teeth embroidered around the edges. They seemed to float just on top of the blades of grass. It was almost hypnotic, but in a magical way. Not in a run-for-your-life kind of way. Stopping a short distance from the herd of children, the figures unhooded themselves to reveal skeletal deer heads. One of them slowly lifted the deer head, exposing her face. Where is she? The beautiful woman asked sweetly but her expression was sinister. Who do you mean? One child stammered. My daughter, the one who was supposed to be fulfilling her destiny. Instead, she's single-handedly trying to ruin the empire I've created. The woman snapped back. The children said nothing too terrified to move. The frightening lady snapped her fingers, and before the children could even process what was happening, they were being led back, down into their prison. They called home. Thea was discovered by the mysterious figures, and by this time, she was withered and skeletal. She had successfully carried out her plan. Enraged, the leader catapulted all the children back into their cells with a snap of her fingers. The blast was blinding and left a ringing in their ears. 
once the dust and dirt settled, what once was Thea's corpse was now a little girl. Thea. The leader whispered. She was not this beautiful woman she initially appeared to be. Now her eyes were red and her voice sounded demonic. Yes, the little girl replied. Silly child, how dare you defy your mother and attempt to end this legacy? Do you know how hard our generations have worked? Thea said, bursting into tears. No, I put you here in hopes that you would be grateful to be the monster you've become, instead of fertilizer like the others. Obviously, your weaknesses got the better of you, hissed the demon. This is insane. I don't want this. I refuse to carry out this plan. Thea was now up on her feet. Why am I a child? You should be dead. The demon screamed. Fortunately for you, there's no running from this destiny. Every time you try to pull some suicidal stunt, you will automatically be revived to the body of your five-year-old self. You can then live out the same nightmare you call your life until you learn to ascend the throne. It's time you become what you were born to be. And what is that exactly? Thea questioned. My darling, you're the Tooth Fairy. <laughs> the demon giggled, exposing hundreds of razor-sharp teeth. Welcome to the family. by author Natasha Lafiva. And Natasha actually has a Wattpad, so if you like what you hear here, I will link her Wattpad in the show notes for more of her work. This is The Bird Feeder. Some say that guilt and regret can haunt you. But what if instead of feelings, guilt and regret were faceless creatures you see for only a split second 
when you look in the mirror before you relive your darkest deed. Lewis Webster was an ordinary man of about 55. Each day, he would go to the park and sit on his favorite bench to feed the birds near the winding path that joggers frequented. He would nod politely at those who spared him a glance and wave to the regulars. Nobody ever thought that his behavior was strange or in any way alarming. What they didn't know, of course, was that Lewis Webster hid a deep, dark secret behind the sunglasses he always wore. The polite old man who frequented the park was none other than a serial killer who was thought to have been arrested nearly 10 years before. The Bird Feeder, the only killer to have killed his victims by allowing starving birds of prey to attack a victim who had been cut to make him or her bleed. The victims all had one thing in common. They were rare bird owners. One day, when Lewis got home from his trip to the park, list of rare bird owners in hand, he had the most peculiar feeling in the pit of his stomach. It felt very much as if his beloved birds were calling to him. Poor dears, he thought, you're probably hungry. Don't worry, my sweets. Daddy will bring someone to the nest soon. He chuckled to himself as he held up the picture of two young women who he had photographed with their two American crows. A lovely addition they would make to his little family. How lucky that the women had agreed to come and visit him with their birds. It wasn't even that difficult to convince them that he was the author of an article in an overseas bird magazine who would love to write an article about them and their lovely crows. Presently, a knock came at his door, and he welcomed the two into his living room, offering them tea which they gladly accepted seeing as it was a rather brisk winter afternoon. As he stood in his kitchen, calmly adding a sedative to the tea, he hummed wind beneath my wings as he stirred the drinks. When he returned to the living room, tea on a tray, he invited the women to follow him to his basement, where he already set up his photography equipment. After all, one simply couldn't miss a chance to photograph such a lovely pair of birds and their owners. Not surprisingly, they readily followed him. Women were, after all, as vain as peacocks. Lewis always disguised the bird's feeding cage as the area where the victim would be seated while he was taking the photographs. There were even mirrors around the basement, that way to enhance and create an almost natural lighting. Then, as he pressed the button on the camera, the props would all be swept away from their spots by the mechanisms they were attached to, and most importantly, the cage door would slam shut and the birds would be released. 
This time, however, between the split second it took for the door to shut after he pressed the button, the women disappeared, leaving what appeared to be black smoke on the chairs they had been sitting on. Alarmed, he looked around the room. Movement caught his eye. Although the room was brightly lit, he couldn't see the source of the movement. He grabbed the long hunting knife he kept under his photographer's chair, prowling around the room. Come out, come out, wherever you are, he thought as he slowly inspected every inch of the room. My daughters are hungry. Movement flashed in one of the mirrors, and he turned towards it, slowly. All at once, all the lights except for the ones across from the mirrors went out. What was in the mirror was the most horrible thing he had ever seen. Two things wearing cloaks that covered up everything but their faces, stared back at him. They had no eyes and no mouths, only two pinprick holes in the center of their faces. The skin was paper white and flaking off with each movement. There, one moment, and gone, the next. It was the first time Lewis Webster had screamed and fainted. When he awoke, he was in the cage, the mirrors all around him, his tortured victims coming to life in the reflective material, their screams of fear and agony echoing through his head. The only difference was the victims' faces had been replaced with his own. Each time the birds attacked, he would feel the pain of their beaks cutting and ripping his flesh, disembodied voices chanting the names of his victims until he couldn't hear his own breaths anymore. When the police found his body a week later, only shreds of his clothes identified the rotting pile of bones in the corner of the cage. The birds, whose feathers were found covering the bottom of the cage, were never found. Thanks for listening. Thank you to both of my authors for your incredible work tonight. I hope I did your stories justice. If you'd like a story considered to be on the show for me to give it the whole scare you to sleep, dress up uh, thing, <laughs> uh, sound effects, music, all that jazz, um, email your story to scareyoutosleep at gmail.com. There's also a contact submission form on my website. Again, both of those things available in the link tree in the show notes. If you'd like to follow the show, uh, keep up with updates, then follow the show on all the social medias, uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. It's just at Scare You to Sleep. 
Facebook. There's a group, so you do have to answer a couple questions to join. It's a big group. It's a very active group as well. It's just all horror stuff. It's not just scary to sleep. It's all fun horror memes and things like that. Um, so you just have to answer it. Just put in podcast, podcast, which is totally fine if you'd like to join that. Um, let's see what else. I have so many things to announce soon, and I can't announce them yet. I think I've been saying that for a while. Uh, so I'm excited about those things that I can't announce yet. But just know there's some exciting things coming that I, seriously, you guys are going to be so stoked. I'm so excited to share them with you. I believe that's all. And let me get on to Patreon shout outs. So thank you from the bottom of my heart to my patrons. By the way, once again, for my 5 and $10 patrons, there is a 40-minute video where you can follow me around and I do a voiceover of the Hollywood Forever Cemetery. So that's out on Patreon exclusively for 5 and $10 patrons. Um, there's also, Frank. I will be wrapping up the Frankenstein series, I believe, this week. Um, and then I will be starting on the next classic book, which I think I'm going to also be putting on to YouTube. Um, and it's going to be, I'm pretty sure, unless something happens, it's going to be Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. So I'm excited about that. It's a fun read. I, the first time I read it, I read it all in one night. It's, it's really good. It's very different from any of the iterations you've seen in modern media. I mean, same with Frankenstein. It's so different than what we know Frankenstein's monster to be. Um, so yeah, if you want to get up on some literature for your summer reading or listening listening is reading it counts too and you want to be able to say hey i've actually read that book with my friend shelby then yeah join go over to patreon find the the frankenstein series i'm so excited to be finishing it out it's been it's been a long time coming um okay on to my patreon shout outs thank you so much from the bottom of my heart to ian melissa stevenson Molly English, Amu Shi, Jin Urso, Muo Faye, Muo Faye, I think, um, Unseen Artist, Alex, Guy, Jessica Bauer, and Wedge Maxima. Uh, let me know, by the way, if you're a patron and I haven't read your name. These are all that I, I'm at this point up to date. But I've noticed Patreon has been a little bit, uh, I don't want to say glitchy, but there's something going on with whenever, because what I do is I just go to my relationship manager. I don't, if you don't have Patreon, you have no idea what I'm talking about. But there's a join date feature where you can sort by when people have joined. So I go by the latest. That way, you know, I get, I, I can keep up with who has been joining. And I've had a few people who have written in and said that I skip their names or I'll go through. And I'll notice names are missing, and I know they joined, and they haven't canceled, so I don't know what's going on with the join date sorting feature. So if I've skipped you, it's purely, um, we'll blame Patreon. Okay. <laughs> um, let's see, what else? Oh, the only thing I baked this week was some banana bread. We had three bananas that were going bad, and I chopped up some, like, 70%. I had, like, half of a 70%. A dark chocolate bar in my fridge from a different recipe and I chopped that up and threw it in, threw in some walnuts um, and some cinnamon and bada bing bada boom. It wasn't my best. 
It was a weird, I, I think I used a different recipe. Basically what I do when I do banana bread is I just find a base recipe and then add stuff to it. And mm, wasn't the best. So I won't be posting the base recipe that I use because I have used better ones before. So I'm sorry if you were looking for a really good banana bread recipe, you are not finding it here today. Because <laughs> that's what you come to the scary podcast for, is for banana bread recipes. <laughs> um I think that's all. Sorry for the semi-short episode this week. Um, It was purely, again, sometimes I just like, I don't like to force in stories when like I've, I've been sitting on these two stories for a couple weeks now. I had them planned together um, because I just, again, I like to keep them on a little bit of a theme. They just, I like stories that feel like they go together. Sometimes I can't even point out what it is. Like last week's was last week. Watch your neck. I mean, throat slashing just here and there so I was like well these have to go together and this week they just felt very fairy tale like like the the villains were very um fairy tale like to me like a, a guy who feeds people to birds but then there's these like creatures show up to like morally punish him you know and then the first one of course the tooth fairy I mean <laughs> the tooth fairy so uh yeah okay I think I'm gonna go now Um, I'm very hungry. It's what time is it? It doesn't matter. You don't care. I'm just very hungry. (laughs) So I will see you next week. So remember to drink your water, go get some sleep. Sweet dreams.